0: You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Before the White Noise by NIMS12 Peekaboo on AO3 Mulder lay on his side, feeling dejected. He'd just hung up the phone after speaking to Scully. So prove me wrong, he'd said. Sad that she still felt the need to after all this time. He needed her here, but he would never ask her to get on the plane and come all this way. She was at the Navajo reservation doing important work as part of the investigation. They needed the truth. It felt urgent this time. She still didn't believe that the drawings were causing his headaches. They were more than just headaches, though. It was as if someone was sticking a knife into his head every time it happened. Luckily, it had faded slightly after resting for a while. He heard Diana on the phone in the other room, telling someone on the other end of the line that Fox had called her here. That was wrong. Krychek had walked past him as he was laying on the floor of the staircase, writhing around in pain, and the guy had called Diana. Come get your prize. He's currently flapping around on the floor like a goldfish. Krychek probably had his own reasons for helping him, but Mulder was glad he was still worth something to somebody, even if it was just because he was a pawn in a game he felt he would never fully understand. Now he was safe in bed. As safe as any bed could be from the syndicate and all the other dangers. Rest would do him good. He hoped. He closed his eyes, but felt Diana's presence at his side as she re-entered the room. Thanks, he was going to tell her. I'll be okay from here but he opened one eye to see she was topless and standing expectantly in front of him. She reached a hand out to caress his arm, and he flinched. She always had the strangest timing, even back when they were together. He sat up and rolled over slightly in surprise. Uh, I... She pulled her trousers off, apparently on a mission that he hadn't been informed of, one that she hadn't felt the need to ask or tell him about either. He huffed in slight amusement and annoyance. She pushed his chest back gently and straddled him in one go. "'Diana, what? I'm not—' She leant down and kissed him, using her tongue to silence him. It felt rude. She grinded down on him to try to distract him. He pulled back. It would be easy to fuck her right now, or let her fuck him. But he was so wrapped up in knots on the inside, over his feelings for Scully. He felt they had made progress— especially after their evening of playing baseball and cozying up to each other. He wasn't going to ruin something so monumentous and important to him over a quick shag with an ex, even if it had been a long time since he'd had sex. Diana, I can't, he said softly. She leant forward again, but he put his hand on her shoulder. Just stop, he said more forcefully. He saw her eyes recognize him properly. He felt the pain of rejection sting, That was strange. He wasn't the one being rejected. Then he felt guilt and a heavy burden of shame and betrayal. It was her betrayal. He saw it in an instant, and his eyes widened. A wave of feelings that were not his passed over him, and a blinding white light went off in his head. He passed out. He woke up in a room, wearing a medical shirt and trousers. He was on a cool floor, and he recognized the walls around him. He was in some sort of holding room for crazy people. He could hear the thoughts of everyone looking at him through the camera, and his mind was assaulted by relentless waves of conflicting emotions from different sources. He screamed. Scully marched down the corridor of the hospital with a sense of purpose. The same purpose that had driven her for six years. Mulder. The truth. Mulder and Scully. Their shared purpose. She was drawn like a magnet, a planet— a missile homing in on its target. But she wasn't going to destroy her target on impact. She was going to bring him back to life, back to sanity, and pull him back onto the hard cliff edge of logic that she had been clinging to. He was the one who was about to fall now, and she had to save him. It was as urgent as ever. Her stride into the room silenced any conversation that had been going on. Her powerful authority was felt by them all, even if it wasn't always recognized or respected. Diana approached her. He was asking for you last night. Where is he? she demanded. Skinner led her into a room, and what she saw made her heart sink into her stomach. She felt like she was falling. Mulder, her love, was on the camera, pacing around the room like a crazy person. They'd locked him in there. Tears stung her eyes, and she swallowed to hold them back. The only one she would comfortably show weakness to was locked in that room, and she was falling on her own. She needed to save him quickly. He looked at the camera as if he could see her, and he screamed in pain. What's wrong with him? she asked breathlessly. He's attacked anyone that goes in there, Agent Scully. This is for his own safety as well as the safety of others, until we find out what's wrong with him. He called to her. And she came. He felt her like the moon, her energy and intention dividing the waves of psychic noise like the gods of Moses split the sea. He didn't believe in God, but he believed in Scully. And she was here. He could feel her striding towards him. He couldn't make any words. Anytime he'd tried to, another wave of someone else's emotions had floored him, and he couldn't hold on to anything long enough to string a sentence together. Maybe this was what the truth felt like-all encompassing, ruthless, and disabling. He groaned in pain. The truth was no longer out there. Now it was all in here. Everybody's truth had come, all at once, to silence him. But there she was, looking at him through the camera, and he felt her. He felt her despair, her worry, her beautiful heart breaking into a million pieces at the sight of him in this room and in this state. He felt it all. Everything she felt. He screamed. Agent Scully, you can't go in there. Mulder is in no state right now to be negotiated with. For your own safety. Skinner pleaded as he struggled to walk at the same pace as her. He didn't realize someone this little would be this fast, and he wasn't counting on her disobeying orders outright. He'd always had an affection for both of them, and he understood her worry. He hoped she'd listen before they got to the door. Scully strode forwards and sprinted the last few steps to make sure that no one would stop her. Diana stayed in the controls room. She unlocked the door remotely and saw Scully go in. She saw Skinner try to follow behind, but Scully slammed the door closed, and Diana turned the key in the control room to lock it so that no one else could enter. She was curious what would happen, and she wanted to see if Mulder could still be reached. And if he couldn't if he was violent, well, better Scully than her. She sat back and watched. Scully came into the room. Mulder looked at her like someone who had been drowning and had just taken their first few breaths of air. She opened her mouth to call his name, but he sprang towards her. She flinched. He stopped just short of touching her, far too close for any civil conversation. She could see he had lost it, but she wasn't going to give up on him now or ever. She heard the banging on the door behind them. Agent Scully, Skinner called. Damn it, get this door open now! It would only be a matter of time before they opened the door. Mulder? She moved back slightly. He followed her and never took his haunted gaze off her eyes. They moved until she was on the other side of the room with her back against the wall, and he was just a few centimeters in front of her face. He could feel every thought, every emotion that swelled through her body. Fear, heartache, worry, the absolute terror of losing him. His body shook. He could feel the power of her love. He was in pain, but this was the sweetest pain he had felt so far. He pressed himself against her, trying to bury his face in her neck in her hair he felt something stab him from behind the thoughts of another he turned to look at the camera and diana felt his gaze piercing through her he took the medical gown shirt off and threw it onto the camera he needed silence in this moment psychic silence he turned back to scully Scully felt the spongy material of the isolation room against her back, and she felt Mulder's heat and sweat as he turned back towards her and pressed his body against her. He needed comfort and sanctuary. God, she was so worried about him, and slightly afraid of him. She was sure he wouldn't hurt her. She hoped that he didn't. More for his sake than hers. The guilt would kill him. After the pusher situation, when he had been forced to point a gun on her, he had never really forgiven himself. She didn't want something like that to happen again. He winced at the memory in Scully's head. He pulled back from her and put his hands flat against the wall on either side of her body to show her he wouldn't harm her. Then he leaned forward and pressed his forehead to hers. He wanted to crawl inside her and hide from the feelings. They were too loud. He couldn't take it. He wanted to lie in her lap as she cradled him and be back in that forest again, even if there were mothmen around. Was that her thought, or his? He opened his eyes and saw her expression. She stroked his temples. It felt good. She wanted to kiss him. She wanted to taste his sweat, to lick the tears from his face. Her thoughts swam through his mind and made his cock hard. He needed her tongue in his mouth, She was always so good with words. Maybe she could give them back to him because he'd lost the ability to use them. Her mouth, that's what he needed, was one of his favorite things in the world, in fact. He lent his face forward and cocked his head to the side. She gasped in surprise, and he traced his tongue round the inside of her lips. Her tongue flinched against his, and before he had a chance to suck it into his mouth, he felt her feelings of guilt. She didn't want him doing this in this state. She pushed his chest back lightly. She didn't need to feel guilty. Mulder moved his body closer to her and put his mouth against her ear, as if to tell her a secret, but it seemed all the secrets he knew were not ones he could share with her anymore, because nothing came out of his mouth, only his hot breath, and he sighed against her skin. And that was when Mulder had his first thought with words since this whole ordeal— It came to him like a strike of lightning, lighting up the dark storm in his mind for just a second, bringing him a moment of pure clarity. He thought, "'What is the truth worth if I cannot share it with you?' And then he clutched his head in pain, the words gone again and the assault of psychic energy violating his mind once again, rendering him useless. "'Mulder,' she reached out, as he wrung his hands against his head. "'I'm going to find a way to help you, I promise,' she spluttered as tears streamed down her face. "'He knew she would. They always saved each other. "'But what if this time was different? He was terrified. "'What if this time all the answers were in his head and he would never be saved "'because she didn't believe what was happening to him? "'He broke down in tears, and she pulled him to her. "'She rocked him and held his head against her chest.' He sighed and breathed some relief. He rubbed his face against the skin exposed at the top of her shirt, her neck, the top of her breasts. It was all his anyway, he thought. He could hear it loud and clear, the way she felt about him. And he needed her. She held him close, but tried to talk sense into him. Mulder, you have to calm down. Be still, okay? She stroked his hair. Skinner's going to come in here any minute. I don't want them thinking you're any worse than you are. They might tranquilize you. He inhaled her scent deeply, just in case he never got another chance to. He heard her words, but he also heard the things she wasn't saying. He felt the way her body reacted to his touch, and coupled with his own feelings, it was intoxicating. She wanted him. It was so hard to hear her feeble words above the loud thoughts coming out of her mind. He started grinding his erection into her, as he lost himself, nuzzling her deeply in her neck and her hair. He ground his dick against her. He knew she was wet, because she knew. She put her hands softly on his cheeks to reason with him, but he leant against her forehead gently and ground hardness against her clit. Pleasure shot up her spine and clouded her thoughts. Mulder's pain turned into an all-encompassing ecstasy of his own pleasure mixed with Scully's. She was like a flower of fire, unfolding in his mind and filling him completely. He could feel it, how much she wanted this. It wouldn't be wrong to take her now, but it would. And she slapped him, softly, but hard enough to make him pause. She hadn't even thought about it. She'd just done it. She panted softly against him, and her eyes were hooded with pleasure, but she was still deeply worried. He stopped and looked at her. She was preparing to put her FBI voice on. He could hear her rehearsing it in her mind. "'Get on the floor and put your hands behind your back.' That's what she was going to say, even as she was picturing his mouth on her pussy. Before she had a chance to speak, Mulder knelt before her, an act of submission, devotion, as an offering of all that he had and all that he was. He was panting and staring at her. Her eyes widened in recognition. She was starting to believe that he could read her mind. And all it took was all this, this complete display of total psychic ability. He almost laughed in relief, and because Scully never changed, she always needed proof. Maybe there was hope after all. She caught her breath and regarded him quietly. She put her hand on his forehead gently, but with authority, and she pushed him back slightly until she had enough room to move around him. When she was behind him in his kneeling position, she pushed his back gently to the floor, until he felt the surface of the ground against his bare chest. He willingly lay down for her, and pressed his cheek against the cool floor. She held his hands above his head, slightly, but not in an angle that would hurt him. He knew that Skinner and the doctors were about to open the door, and he knew she wanted to look like she had things under control, so he lay quietly and still. She held him gently, but firmly, and sat against his back, straddling him slightly to secure him. He heard her thoughts. She was calming down, and it was calming him down. He saw her mind's eye rove over him and feel him beneath her, the skin of his back. She wanted to lick it, to bite it, to kiss him all over his body. He laughed. Scully was still having these thoughts at such a desperate and dangerous time. It made him feel like less of a pervert for all the times he'd thought of her in dangerous situations and ordinary ones. He was giggling like a crazy person, and he felt Scully's worry return. Scully's horror that he'd lost the plot and her aching love, his tears of laughter turned to fears of anguish, and he sobbed. He didn't want to be stuck here forever, and that's what they were both terrified of. Scully leant down and soothed him by leaning her head against the back of his neck. Shh, Mulder. It's okay. It's going to be okay. He wriggled his wrists free slightly and moved them down an inch to hold her hands. They held hands and closed their eyes. They had minutes before their temporary sanctuary was about to be violated. As the banging on the door grew louder, Mulder's shirt slid from the CCTV camera and Diana saw Mulder and Scully embracing on the floor in that position and she finally admitted to herself what she had known deep down all along. They were soulmates. There was no point denying it any longer. Her heart sank, but she felt the slight relief that comes with a final acceptance of the truth. An icy chill crept up Mulder's spine as a dark presence entered the corridors. Walking purposefully and arrogantly, he could feel the presence of a mind that was quiet, far too quiet for any conscience to live. A man who had killed his conscience a long time ago was sweeping through the building towards them. He had a quiet, dark mind, and there were no limits to how far you could fall in a place like that. He was not restricted by morality or decency, and he smelled like smoke. Even in his head, it choked him. A blackness came over Mulder's vision, and all he heard was white noise.